Hello and welcome to the Bits of Balance podcast, a place where health and wellness is talked about and viewed through more than just a physical lens, but an emotional, social, spiritual, and intellectual lens as well. Over here, we believe that health-promoting behaviors should add to your life rather than take away from it. I'm your host, Jacqueline Bett, a non-diet registered dietitian to be, a certified personal trainer, and an extreme ice cream enthusiast. In this podcast, you will hear special guests and myself share our journeys and how we are working to find balance in our own lives. We will also discuss ways to ditch diet culture and find food freedom. We'll also be diving into how to discover your own healthy relationship with exercise and ways to be at peace with your body. But most importantly, I hope for this podcast to inspire and motivate you to find your own balance while practicing wellness without obsession. So let's dive in and discuss some bits of balance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Bits of Balance podcast. Today, I will be shouting out yet another review that I have received on my show that I, again, am incredibly thankful for. This reviewer's name is Abby Parkins, and she states, I've known Jacqueline for about 10 years now. We played basketball together at a young age and have been fortunate to keep in touch through social media since then. A couple years ago, I stumbled across her fitness page on Instagram, and it is one of my best follows. I love to learn about self-love, cooking recipes, exercises, and much more. She is such an inspiration and has grown both mentally and physically over the years. It's been a blast watching this occur, and I'm excited to give her a follow on another platform, podcasts. Give this a listen. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much, Abby, for all those kind words and really for being alongside of me throughout this entire journey. I love that we have the ability to stay connected with others through social media, um, even though we've known each other for so long, but haven't necessarily seen each other in a while. And it's so cool just to continuously see each other evolve and, and grow. Um, so now let's get into the details of today's episode. I have another special guest on the show, and her name is Paige Myers. Paige is a registered dietitian who just recently finished her dietetic internship and Master of Food Science at Ohio University. She completed her Bachelor of Science in Dietetics at The Ohio State University. Paige is also an aspiring powerlifter, online nutrition coach, and clinical dietitian. So seriously, you guys, Paige is ridiculously smart and insightful, and I really gained a wealth of information from her just from talking to her for about 25 minutes today. So if you're interested in learning more about the benefits of strength training, what supplements are necessary, if any, and how these supplements really affect our bodies and our health, or maybe you're wondering just how to create some sustainable health-promoting behaviors for yourself that you actually enjoy and so much more, then this episode is 100% for you. So let's get right into it. Welcome, Paige. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. Yeah. So we'll start out the show just like we usually do with a few fun this or that questions. You ready to get into these? Yes. Let's hear them. All right. The first one is squats or deadlifts? Deadlifts for sure. Deadlifts. I'm the same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Peanut butter or almond butter? Peanut butter for sure. Yeah. The OG. Um, And then, okay. So would you rather be five feet tall on the dot or six feet tall on the dot? Considering I'm 5'3", we're going to go with five foot. (laughs) I didn't know you were 5'3". 
I know everyone always says I look so much taller in my videos, but I'm not tall. <laughs> Wait, that's so weird. You do look taller. I thought I was like, oh, she's probably like five eight or so, because I'm like I'm like almost five four, and I'm yeah. like I feel like I'm short. <laughs> nope, we're probably the same size. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. Okay, and then stuck at age eighteen or age fifty. Ooh, I feel like eighteen, right? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I feel like since I haven't hit 50, I don't know. Maybe I'll be thriving then. Right. I know. There's always, I don't know. I feel like as you get older, you, you learn more about yourself, but also when you're 50, like you don't have the same ability to like do things as you do, like when you're 18. I don't know. Right. I mean, my parents are killing it at 50. So maybe that's my genetics, but who knows? Right. I say the same. I'm like, I hope I can like be my mom when I'm, I'm 50. Right. Okay, and then for the last one, uh, beach vacation or mountain vacation? Definitely mountains. I'm a big hiker, but I do love the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'll have you start by just giving everyone an introduction to who you are and what you do. Okay. So, hey guys, my name is Paige, and I'm a newly credentialed reg registered dietitian. I went to OSU for my undergrad, which I did in dietetics. And then I did my master's of science and combined dietetic internship through OU. And I am an aspiring power lifter. So a lot of my focus right now is nutrition for performance. Um, I do online coaching. That's my main gig right now as I look for a full-time job. But then again, I've been a registered dietitian for two weeks. So <laughs> we're hoping a job is in the near future. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And so I heard you say like you're an aspiring powerlifter. So how did you get into powerlifting and like that area of fitness? So my brother is actually a powerlifter. I give him a lot of the credit for my foundation of lifting. He taught me probably a year and a half ago about just proper lifting technique and whatnot. And then from there, I'm lucky that I have so many people um, that are willing to help me and wanted to help me. So I've kind of pieced together things and now I have a coach and it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I kind of like relate to you in that way because I started out just like general lifting. I feel like doing more of like the, I don't know, just like simple movements, not compound movements necessarily. And then I started lifting with my sister and she's super into um, powerlifting. So she also taught me like a lot of the technique of it all and everything. And it's really changed my mindset around like fitness and training for strength rather than aesthetics and things like that. So it's been awesome. Yeah. I, I remember back like three years ago, whenever I was a freshman in college, that was four years ago, but I had my original fitness page and I remember following you and we were both <laughs> kind of in that lifting phase where we didn't really know what we were doing, but we're like, yes, we're so good. And now it's just so fun to watch like the two of us evolve because uh -huh. it's been a 360. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was so fitness based and now I'm just like more overall wellness based, I'd say. But I remember just posting like, do these top five tricep exercise to get yes. your triceps toned and I'm just like literally shaking my head looking at myself now oh same I cringe at the old videos it's so painful but right. everyone has to start somewhere we didn't know and right right on a good note. exactly yeah it's all about figuring it out and growing and evolving over time for sure and so you're a new registered dietitian so congrats on that that's awesome um thank you 
Of course. So also, I want to know, like, what sparked your interest in wanting to become a registered dietitian? Like, did you know you had that interest in nutrition all along or? So I had kind of an interesting career path. I started at OSU as a business major, was that for a week, took my first (laughs) business class, hated it. So then I transferred to physical therapy. After shadowing a physical therapist um, for a whole summer, I was just bored. I didn't think that um, I could do that long-term, but I knew I wanted to do something in healthcare. Having both my parents be in healthcare, I was always interested in that field. So I started learning more about nutrition. And at the time I was a cross country runner, which is why I was interested in physical therapy. I had so many injuries from the excessive running. And I really had no idea what a dietitian was until my junior year of college when I switched to dietetics. Okay. So I never had that moment that was like, I need to be a dietitian, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I was very interested after taking nutrition classes. So I figured that was my realm, but I really had no idea what the field was. And I think a lot of people are kind of in that same boat. It's a very new and upcoming field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. And yeah, same with me. So I came into school as a health sciences major at Ohio State as well and wanted to be a PA, physician's assistant. And then, yeah, I think it was also just like a spark for me. I took like two nutrition courses and I was like, wait, this is like really interesting. And then also, I think part of it was some of my like disordered thoughts around food at the time, honestly, just like obsessing over like, quote unquote, health and things like that. And so that also led into me being like, well, I'm already, you know, looking up like all this nutrition information online. And so like, let's go and try to find the perfect answer. And like, that's not the reality of it. Like there is no perfect answer, but, but yeah, I relate to you there for sure. No, I definitely had those weird disordered habits to being a runner and it really sparks your interest and you kind of want to fix yourself and then help others. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I know on your Instagram, you talk a lot about health promoting behaviors and as a dietitian and as you're into fitness, like health is very important, but I think it's so essential to point out that health promoting behavior should be sustainable rather than something that's just like a quick fix, because if it's a quick fix, it's not going to last and it's not going to be something that you enjoy. So if anyone listening is looking to making just like little alterations like in their daily routine or just to like improve their overall health what would you say are a few small habits that people can do just to be healthier in general I'm going to preface this with focus on one thing at a time Mm. it's so common that people want to change 10 things about their lifestyle at once which just makes it not sustainable so pick one habit at a time that you want to change Like for example, if you're a big soda drinker, maybe switching to first a sparkling water and then switching to regular water or another zero calorie drink, stuff like that. Um, Just going for walks every day. I think walking for 10 minutes after a meal is so beneficial. Uh, Walking is such an underrated exercise. Mm -hmm. And just trying to find an exercise uh, routine that you like. I personally love powerlifting. You love weightlifting but I understand that not everyone likes that kind of fitness. So finding something that makes you happy, but keeps you moving because truly movement is medicine, regardless of what type of movement you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I made a post on this. I think the other day on my Instagram, like 
not everyone's going to enjoy what I enjoy. So, and I'm not sharing what I do because it's what you need to do. Like, and like you said, just walking is so underrated. Like it doesn't, you don't have to, you know, go to a gym for it to count or for it to be like actual exercise or a workout. Like you can do whatever you want, like move your body, however feels good to you. And that's, that's great. Yeah. Kind of going off of that too, like underrated is stretching like stretching and yoga. That's something I've been trying to do for 10 minutes before bed. It's a small change in my daily routine, but like, I will admit it's hard for me sometimes. It's just Mm -hmm. thinking about it and getting myself to do it, but it really does help just relax and alleviate some stress. Mm -hmm. I wish I was more into yoga than I am because I know it's so good, like for your mental health as well. And just like calm you down. We, I did like one hot yoga. We had like a sisterhood for my sorority last year and I loved it. And I like, didn't even expect to enjoy it, but I loved it. And then I just didn't continue with it. Cause like one, I didn't want to pay the money for it. Um, So expensive. (laughs) Right. Right. But then like over quarantine, I tried to, I did a few like yoga flows on my own, just watching YouTube videos. And I loved it. I just, I haven't been able to like stay consistent with it, I guess. That's how I am too. Like I'll get in a little kick where I'll do it for three days and then I kind of forget about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I know you also said that you were a runner for a while and did cross country and things like that. So could you talk a little bit on the benefits of maybe like strength training um, for our bodies, our bones, or like whatever it may be versus cardio? Yeah, for sure. So obviously the main benefit of strength training is building muscle. With more muscle, the body can burn more calories. Um, It'll increase your resting metabolic rate. And with that, you can consume more food, which is great. Who doesn't want to consume more food? Um, It also increases your lean muscle mass. It improves your bone density. It increases your good cholesterol. There are just so many benefits to resistance training that many people don't think of. And I think we have that stereotype that resistance training is for meathead men. And it's not, everyone should be doing it. Um, Even if you're using some light weights, using body weights, something rather than just running for 20 minutes straight. Obviously there are benefits to cardio too. Cardiovascular health is so important, but I think we overutilize cardio in the fitness world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like how you touched on um, like strength training, building muscle and muscle burns more calories um, when you have more muscle mass and lean body mass. Cause I know a lot of people think, oh, to like lose fat or maybe like if their goal is to lose weight, they think they just need to run. And like the truth is that's, that's definitely not it. And even like, I'm pretty sure it's after a, correct me if I'm wrong, but like after a lifting workout, your body's going to burn more calories, more steady throughout the day rather than like if you're running or something, right? Exactly. Because your muscle is burning calories throughout the day at rest. Whereas cardio, you're just burning calories in that short amount of time that you're active. Mm, Yeah. Okay. And then going along of, I guess, like the strength training side and things like that. I know that the supplement industry is booming and I like get ads about supplements all the time (laughs) on my Instagram. And like, I do take a few supplements myself and everything. Um, But I've always said that supplements are named supplements for a reason because they're meant to supplement your diet, not to be your main source of protein or calories or like whatever it may be. So what 
supplements would you say are necessary, if any, and like what supplements do you take? So I believe that supplements are not necessary. And I totally agree with you on supplements are to supplement your diet. You can't out-train a bad diet and you can't supplement a poor diet either. So until your diet is on point, I would rather not discuss supplements with someone. Um, obviously there's certain conditions. If you're vitamin D uh, deficient, um, whenever I was running cross country, I had seven stress fractures. So I was on calcium, vitamin D, a whole regimen. Um, that depends on the person and their specific conditions. Obviously, if you're deficient in a vitamin, we want to supplement it. But that's not to say that every general population person needs to be taking every single vitamin. And mm -hmm. especially, um, because there's different doses of them, you may be getting way too much. So I personally take protein powder. Um, I take collagen because my hair is thinning and I hate it. So I'm trying to grow my hair a little bit. Then I take pre-workout. Um, for the general person, I would say protein is probably like the blanket supplement that anyone could benefit from. Most Americans tend to be eating pretty low protein. And especially if you're strength training, um, your protein needs are pretty high and it often can be hard to meet them with just food alone. So a protein shake isn't the end of the world if you have to add that into your diet. I know I have one every single day and I wouldn't hit my protein goals if I didn't, but that's not to say that you shouldn't try to eat your protein first. Mm -hmm. In terms yeah. of collagen, I don't, I wouldn't say that anyone needs it. That's a personal preference to take it. It's it's not a complete protein. So I have to combine it with other sources of animal proteins that contain all the um, essential amino acids. So that one's mm -hmm. iffy. The research really isn't there to support it. I'm kind of just being an experiment for myself. Mm -hmm. And then pre-workout, that's up to the individual. I know I have a very high caffeine tolerance and I enjoy <laughs> the beta alanine tingle for that reason. But I don't think everyone needs to be taking 500 milligrams of caffeine for a workout. Right. Uh, a lot of people can't handle it either. They get anxiety, they get jittery. And then lastly, I wanted to touch on creatine a little bit. Um, creatine I'd recommend too, if you're strength training, my pre-workout has a full dose of creatine in it. There is definitely benefits um, for any athlete that's resistance training to taking creatine. It's the most widely um, studied supplement. So I've feel like that's pretty safe to take as well. Yeah. And I know when you touched on protein, you mentioned complete, a complete protein. So for those listening that don't necessarily know what a complete versus incomplete protein is, can you touch on that a little bit more? Yeah. So complete proteins contain all the essential amino acids. In order for muscle protein synthesis to occur, you need all of the essential amino acids um, to be present. So those are your animal proteins like eggs, meat, dairy, they contain all of the essential amino acids. The problem is um, vegetarian, vegan proteins tend to um, be lacking amino acids. So to make them complete, you have to compare them. So for example, combining rice and beans would mm -hmm. be a complete protein for someone who does not eat animal proteins. And I know you also touched on um, the supplementation with like vitamins and things like that. And I used to always think like everyone needs to take a multivitamin just because growing up, my mom like always gave my sisters and I a multivitamin just like naturally. And I know you mentioned that 
a lot of vitamins may have too high of a dosage of vitamins and just too much that you don't even need and that your body isn't going to use. So what like happens to those vitamins if you have too much in your body or if they're just like becoming useless? Like what does your body do with those vitamins? So most of them are in water soluble form. So you'll just pee them out, not absorb them. So you're kind of just wasting your money basically. That's why I tell everyone, if you can just eat a balanced diet, eat the rainbow, you're going to get enough micronutrients that a multivitamin isn't necessary. But I remember as a kid too, taking the Flintstones multivitamin (laughs) every day. It probably wasn't necessary, but at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt. Right. And have you ever, I just have a question. Have you ever taken like greens powders or anything like that? So back in college, I remember seeing first form greens. Oh my God, I need to take these. They're great. Thinking it would balance out my other horrible habits in college. (laughs) I took them. They did nothing. So I really am not a fan of greens. I feel like you should just eat fruits and vegetables if possible. Also, Mm -hmm. they're just super processed. So you don't really know the amount of micronutrients you're getting from them what Mm -hmm. are you actually absorbing and using? Right, right. Yeah. I just feel like supplement industry for greens is just like booming right now. Like I see different ones every single day, I swear. Um, And also with the greens powders. So I used to take greens regularly every single day and I still do take them not as regularly, but I think part of me just thinks like, oh, I don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. So like, I'm just going to do this just cause, and like, just cause I have them type of thing. But also a lot of me knows that it's probably not benefiting me that much because also like when you eat the real fruit and the real veggies, they also have the fiber in them yeah. and the things like that, that powders just cannot provide. And like the fiber has like a lot of the nutrients and everything like that. So also important just to point out. <laughs> Yeah, I also wanted to say with First Forms Marketing, and this is really with any greens, any supplement brand, even the ones I absolutely love, they endorse that greens will like balance your metabolism, they'll balance your hormones, it helps with gut health. There's just so many false claims. Like I've seen people promote that greens restore fertility. It just, I don't understand where any (laughs) claims are coming from. And now I, I keep thinking of new supplements to talk about because like I'm so interested. <laughs> I love this topic. <laughs> okay, but probiotics is another one because yeah. I know you mentioned gut health and I see yes. greens are now including probiotics in them to improve gut health and things like that. Can you touch on probiotics and things like that maybe? Yeah, I think probiotics are so important to discuss with your dietitian and doctor because a lot of the brands that you will just buy at the grocery store all the strains are dead. So you're not really getting any benefit from them. You want live strains of probiotics. So with that, I really don't think a probiotic supplement is necessary. If you want to eat fermented foods, that's great. Um, They have pro and prebiotics, which can be helpful for gut health um, Mm -hmm. and improving digestion. But again, I really am all about saving your money. I Mm -hmm. just don't think it's necessary to take 25 supplements a month and spend that much money. Right. Yeah. I think it, again, it comes back to like the food first mentality of just trying to get things in through food first. And then if you want, or if you need like supplements and also this, like 
this isn't me bashing supplements because I am part of a supplement company and I do take their supplements pretty regularly, like their protein, take their greens sometimes and things like that. But yeah, it's definitely not something that I'm like, oh, I need every single supplement. And yeah, because like when you get into the science of it, it's not actually going to benefit you, I guess, to the extent that a lot of companies market it at. No, I'm in the same exact boat. I try to not post the supplements that I take on my Instagram just because I don't want to promote it. And it's so personal to me that Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to think that they need to take it or they'll deadlift 300 pounds if they take this pre-workout, you know? Right. They help, some help, there's some benefit, but they are not the king of it all. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks for sharing all your knowledge on that. That was a fun topic of conversation, I feel like. And I know you said that you've been a dietitian for two weeks now, but do you like know your future plans as an RD or know what area of dietetics you want to get into eventually? Yeah. So I'm currently interviewing for a few jobs. I'm hoping to stay in the clinical realm as my full-time job. I really love nutrition support and hope to get my CNSC and be a nutrition support dietitian. And in the near future, that takes two years. So it won't be that soon, but that's my future as an RD. Okay. That's awesome. And what is a CS? What did you say? CSNC? CNSC. Certified certified nutrition support clinician. It's a mouthful. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So you're into the enteral nutrition, parental nutrition, and all those things like two feedings. Yeah. I think that's actually so interesting too. We've been learning about it lately. And like, I thought I hated math, but like doing the calculations for like the different rates and like the calories and protein that it's providing, it's actually very interesting, I think as well. Yeah. And it's so much more fun once you get into practice, being a nutrition support dietitian or being on the staff of an ICU team, you are really part of the team. Like the doctors value your opinions, your opinion matters, you are the professional. And it's just so much more rewarding than giving a diabetes education, in my opinion. Mm, Yeah, I can definitely see that. Well, I have two final questions for you before we wrap up. And the first one is advice that you would have given your younger self. I'd probably give myself a hug first. I feel like that's a very common one, but I would just say to myself, know your worth. Um, You are worthy and deserving of everything that you dream of and want, and don't be afraid to take up space and be the loudest one in the room. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's so empowering for women in general too, like taking up space and being loud and like voicing our opinion. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's definitely hard. my younger self, I never wanted to make my opinion known. And now I'm very vocal. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last one is a quote that you live by or just like your favorite quote in general. Okay. This is an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote. He says, strength does not come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths. When you go through hardships and decide not to surrender, that is strength. Wow. Yeah. I like that too. That's awesome. Wow. Oh, no quotes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Feeling so inspired after this episode, I feel like. <laughs> All right, Paige. Well, thank you so much for um, being with me on the show today. I feel like there's a lot of great takeaways in the show and even like scientific takeaways related to supplements and things about strength training and things like that. So thank you for sharing all your knowledge and everything. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in to today's episode. 
Once again, if you enjoyed it, feel free to give it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or just follow it on Spotify so that I can reach more people with it. Also, you can follow today's guest on Instagram at Paige Myers underscore RD. Definitely go follow her there to just gain even more information about nutrition, overall health, fitness, powerlifting, and all those amazing things. And lastly, if you're feeling it, feel free to screenshot that you're listening to the show, post it up on your Instagram story, and and tag Paige and I so we can see that you're listening and just we love your support so much. So thanks again, and we'll chat soon.